Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, June 3rd, 2019. It's June. It's June. (laughs) I know. Don't remind me. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues, a.k.a. the verified one, at Tim Geddes. Let's him host. Can you believe it's June already? I can't. I cannot. It's, the hype is all around us. It's consuming right now. You can't get away from so it. So close to E3. Yeah. Last week, every day, big news. Big every news. Day, big news. Something to talk, talk about. about. Yeah, Gotta yeah. love it. Today, this morning, waking up. Wow, Google. Wow. Why not? Right? I'm feeling Why not lucky. throw a wrench in the works already? I don't understand what that is it's a reference a Google to. Thing. When you search, and it's like, I'm feeling lucky. I, the, why is that button things. even there? That's stupid. It doesn't Oh, you're a Bing user? No, I just out. fucking Google. Why? What is Did you know that with Bing, that if you search. Kind of funny. Com slash you wrong. I'm going to get details of this wrong. Okay, but I'm not making this up. Okay. If you use Google, sorry, if Bing. you use Bing 30 times in a month, you get that month of Xbox Live Gold free. Really? Something like that. That's so sad. <laughs> it's very sad. Yeah, nobody's even heard of it. Nobody even knew about it. Nobody even cared about it. Uh, Tim, Life how, hack. how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It is June, which means it's one of the kind of fun. A lot of kind of funny live anniversaries have been popping up, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody tweeted one today at me. This is kind of funny live threes. Two-year anniversary? Would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Look at that. Crazy. Crazy Just times. Like that. Yeah, My little baby's all grown up. Go it's watch like, it. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Kebab's automatically correcting the wrong thing. That's not even it. God damn it, Kebab. Stay out of your wrong if you don't know what the fuck's going on. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, if you're there, you can ask us questions, uh, give us commands, be all sorts of things. Give it's us e commands. Week, man. It's E motherfucking three week. I can't believe it. It's already happening. I mean, it's already boiling is, over into this week. It's pre-E3 week. Right, mm-hmm. next week's E3 week, but we E3 gotta, just getting, doesn't stop. Now. We're now we're now getting a Pokemon Direct tomorrow. Yeah, we're there was getting, a Pokemon press conference last week. There yes, was there, Call there of Duty reviews, everything last week. Now and there's a Stadia information Stadia, thing. Thursday. St- this is a this is big. Yeah, I'm I'm like I'm stoked. It's I was, I, was getting, I was kind of bummed about EA being like, ah, it's not a press conference. Yeah, we're backing out. PlayStation backing out, but it's like, hey, Google's coming in. What's this mean for next year, baby? You know, I'm already rigmarole. Rigmarole. Next year. you know the rigmarole, ladies you know, and gentlemen. Yeah, right into the questions. Patreon. If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Then, of course, you can watch the show later. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch it. Roosterteeth.com. You can listen to podcast services around the globe. Uh, housekeeping for you today. It is June. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Uh, we Have Cool Friends debuts today. If you are watching live on Twitch, you can watch the debut episode of We Have Cool Friends, our new interview show where and i interview of, devin sawa you can uh, get it as a podcast now go subscribe it's a new podcast feed oh it's a brand new so podcast it's a brand feed. new podcast feed go search for we have cool friends on your favorite podcast services as always it might take a little time to, to get, get everywhere there yeah, yeah um last i checked it looks good to be everywhere with the exception of i don't have a confirmation of apple podcast which is a big deal yeah, yeah. but it's waiting to be confirmed and um, Spotify, but that's being worked on. Cool. So, so yeah, new we show. Have cool we have friends. cool friends out today. Uh, it's right after this on Twitch, then of course YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, then limping out to podcast services around the globe. But please, please go to the podcast, give it five stars, give it the thumbs up, give it whatever it liking system it has. Yeah, because yeah, right yeah. now is that immediate thing to get on new and noteworthy and all And even that if you stuff. are going to do all that on your podcast services, go subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Uh, like it up there. Like I said, Devin Sow, star of uh, Final De- Destination, Idle Hands, Casper, coming mm-hmm. in to talk Stan about his himself. career, all these different things, talking about how he got involved with Eminem for the Stan video. Uh, for me, uh, the show in general is a, it's an interview show, if you didn't know, where we're going to bring in a cool friend every week and talk to them about their life or 
what's going on in their lives and stuff like that. For me, it's a cool way to get back to interviewing people, which I desperately miss. So I'm super stoked with this episode. Devin Sauer, a great way to start it off. Remember the Kind of Funny Games E3 Showcase is one week from today. Holy shit. Monday, June 10th, 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. More than 60 games all up on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Watch along, share it with your friends, do that thing, do your own watch logs on Twitch, whatever you want. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Daniel Massey, Blackjack, Colton Yoder, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Hims and Omaha Steaks, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Uh, number one on the Roper Report, something breaking right before we started here. Google Stadia has announced they're doing their own conference Thursday. It reads like this on Twitter. Some news can't wait for E3. Tune in to the first ever Stadia Connect, which it makes it sound like they're going to have this being a reoccurring thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Thursday, 6-6 at 9 a.m. Pacific time for exciting announcements, games, and more. Uh, you'll get launch info. It says game announcements and a price reveal. Tim, where do we think about this? I mean, dude, I'm I'm very hyped about this. One, I love press conferences, especially around E3. That means that there's there's something there. It's not just a you know press release blog update type. Thing. Sure, it's like hey, we have something to say. On top of that, they're straight up saying here's what we're gonna say, and they're, they're kind of like. Hey, those questions you have, we're going to give you answers. I love that they're already getting ahead of it. There's no question of, are they going to talk uh, price? Are they going to talk launch? Are they going to talk games? They are. Um, so now it is definitely a get hype moment. Where you think so? Like, now you're going to let yourself dream. You're going to get yourself get oh, hype. I mean, I'm not. I'm, it's right now, like, I don't feel there's any like, crazy get hype thing that Google can do. They're not in that place. Right now, sure. the get hype moment would be they nail this. They stick this. They prove that this is a platform that uh, is going to be very important to video games. Do you think they need forward. to stick this because they missed it last time around? No, not at all. Again, I was one of the bigger proponents of the Stadia's reveal Yeah. Um, in that I believe in the tech. I believe that it's going to work. I believe in the vision that Google is putting out there. And I understand that there's uh, a lot of naysayers and for good reason. But I think that that was the way to kind of tee this up for this. Sure. And them getting ahead of it and saying that those things are here in one tweet they're promised. They're making a lot of promises. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, they're getting in line with what I think people want out of the first one, right? Going back to talking about that original Google uh, Stadia press conference and reveal, right? It was at GDC. It was meant for developers, right? It was to get you stoked for making games for it and the, what the tech is behind it, the tech part of it, not the consumer part of it. And so, obviously, you can't do that just for developers. You want to share that everything. You want to make a big deal. You have the controller. You have all this integration with YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool stuff there. I just felt that for myself and so many other people who already believed in the tech and were already stoked about it, already kind of knew that to that. I, I didn't need the nuts and bolts of it. I understand mm-hmm. how it's working. I want price. I want game announcements. I want dates. And so to not get that at the reveal, not by any means unheard of or unexpected, right? It was. I, mean, I would say that it is heard of. Oh, yeah. Like no, no. That, that's, that's, things, a, well, that's what I'm saying. It's not unheard of. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. We look at PlayStation 4 review or something yeah. like that, right? But for some people, they looked at that as like, oh, stumble, or oh, that wasn't the, mo- the best foot forward, or oh, it wasn't the most interesting thing. I think it set the groundwork, like you're saying, whether it was interesting or not for the mainstream. And now we get to a point where hopefully tomorrow or uh, Thursday, you get a lot of information about all this stuff. You get the things you want to know. See, I disagree with you just in the sense that I feel like most of the people that were vocal about. Uh, not liking the first reveal wasn't so much about like oh it shouldn't it needed this stuff it was more about like i don't believe this 
it's just a bunch of bullshit. I don't believe it. Sure. Right. I feel like the people that I, I, I mean, I don't feel like stuff, that walking out of the, I think the, the initial knee jerk reaction on Twitter and people being mad or stuff was where are the games? What is the price? What are the specifics? Yeah. I mean, granted, it, it, after the fact, when they went to GDC and was working on the floor and somebody, ha- you know, like you're getting weird uh, Phil saying weird things about like how many milliseconds or whatever it was going to be before or what the connection needed to be for 4K, but everyone mm-hmm. interpreting that as just what it needs to be in general. Then it was more of a they wanted to see it. I mean, everyone wants to see it, period. Yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the presentation that they did at GDC. I feel like just because it's GDC, that doesn't give it any type of excuse for not giving viewers what they want because you're putting this as a live stream and it's not for developers. They can say that all that they want, but it's, if you're the moment that you're like hyping it up and putting it out there, you're putting it out there for the consumers to see sure. as well. And they did. They treated that as if it was a press conference and they did not nail it as in the way that E3 press conferences have been nailed in recent sure. times. Um, but then putting a branding on this Stadia Connect, that, yeah. that, that is, this is putting this in the Nintendo Direct uh, PlayStation State of Play category of sure. this. It, we are expecting something from this, and they're telling us what to expect. That, so and I, that, that's the best thing you can do for one of these. If you yes. can manage expectations and tell people f- straightforward what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you have a less of a chance of being underwhelmed or, or you know making make people upset by the end of it. And it reminds me a lot of EA's. Um, EA Play, right? Is EA what it's called? Yeah, EA, EA Play. Play. Yeah. yeah, not State of Play. EA Play, um, where they're transparent. They put out what they're doing, and I'm still let down by that. Um, but I'm let down by that because I... You want pop and circumstance. With a D3, I yeah, want yeah. the press conference, and I expect the press conference based on previous years, right? Yeah. So like, I, I was seeing a lot of Reddit comments or uh, comments a couple days ago um, when we did talk about EA Play. That people were like, oh, Tim's a hypocrite. Like He's saying he wants this. He needs to understand. I've been saying it for years. Hyper- exactly. Um, but my thing is... I. I I understand what they're doing, and I really appreciate the transparency EA is having of just like, hey, don't expect any announcements. We're not making announcements. We're showing demos of these games. These are the games we're showing. Don't expect any other games. Yeah. Cool. I get that. I just would prefer them to do a press conference and have things. Duh. I like new games. I like Skate 4. Right? Um, It's not not like I'm expecting that or... um, being critical of them for not having Skate 4. I'm being critical of them for not having a press conference, not having Skate 4, and then doing this You can stuff. appreciate the transparency, but wish they went a different way. But exactly. I mean, like, you're also just pitching the same thing we always pitch for EA, Sony, Xbox, yeah. of what the dream conference would be. Yeah. And then we get there, and it's not there. We're like, oh, exactly. Totally. And and when it comes to this, it's like, this sounds exciting to me. I, I am willing to bet that there's nothing that they can do that's going to win the people that aren't won over over with this. The, people, the way you get people won over is when they try it. When it's actually out there, exactly. and actually, they actually get to use it on their home internet or hotel internet. Like, holy shit, this works really well. I just hope that these are are good announcements. The release date, all that stuff. I don't personally care. About I care re- a lot about, about the release, release date. I want to know. But I mean, what what does it matter to you? We know I want to know. That's all. I just want to be excited. Yeah. And like, know when it's coming. That's I guess my thing is like, we know we're getting it. We know we're getting it this price year. Price reveals. I mean, fascinating. Price want- to me, I care a lot more about because that I want. It's not so much about the price as much as what is it? Is it going to be? I bet it's going to be an Amazon Prime like service subscription where it's like it's subscription but that doesn't mean you get everything uh where it's like amazon prime uh vod amazon prime video is what it's called yeah where it's like you get a whole bunch of free stuff but like that doesn't mean you get all the videos you, yeah you want to rent happy death day to you you gotta pay you gotta for that, pay for yeah, that yeah, yeah. right and i think that that's kind of going to be the system and i also think that's a good system for it but the the free stuff the subscription based stuff needs to be 
at least match Xbox Game Pass. And that's going to be hard because be they really have tough. the first party titles. However, they only have the first party titles. So that's not that much. Yeah. So it's like, I'm, that's what I'm interested in. in well, that, I mean, that's why game party. announcements gets interesting, too. It's just yep. like, how much does Google have its shit together? And mm-hmm. how many partners do they have signed on for what this actually is? Yeah. And is it going to be that it's a launch lineup of... We have 14, 15 games on it, like launching a console, or is it going to be like you're talking about of like, no, we have all these new games that are exclusive. We've signed exclusive deals with them. They're only coming to Stadia. You'll see them throughout the year. Uh, however, every game that's on Steam or whatever, whatever digital service for PC game you want to talk about is a- actually here as well. And yeah. then we have this catalog that is part of your Google Stadium membership that gets mm-hmm. you all these things to play on demand as long as you're a member and da da You get priced different. You get uh, discounts when you buy it and replace. You know, buy, buy new games with it. I understand that I am in a very privileged position when it comes to video games and when it comes to being excited about the prospect of Google Stadia. I don't think that it's for everybody, but I do think that I am very excited to see them prove to me that this is going to be a worthwhile video game experience that I can use in addition to my traditional video game experiences. And I think that they're going to prove that. And that's where the price comes into play. Mm-hmm. The reason I say I'm not too interested in the day is just because I know it's coming this year. We're running out of time this year. So whether it's July or December, it, it is about the games. It is about the, the actual service itself. Yeah. Um, so getting those answers, I think, is going to be really exciting. It being this close to E3, I think, is a, obviously is a statement. Sure. I mean, they the fact they use be, E3 and they yep. use the E3 hashtag this in their, is tweet, their right? E3 conference. They're very much saying we are we are a gaming company. This yes. is a real gaming thing. And I love it, man. This is such an interesting year for, for video games and E3 itself where... You know, it's the weirdest E3 we've seen for a very long time, at the very least. Um, but around it, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on. And what does this mean for next year? Next year, do we see proper E3 press conferences? The return of Sony, Google being there in full force with here's the first party game or games that we've been working on. Yeah, that's really cool to think about. And I love the idea that this is a product that they're going to put out there. The more avenues for cool announcements that are focused, the better, in my opinion. And I think that Stadia Connect could prove to be a very, very exciting, cool thing. And so far, I believe in Google Stadia. And I don't think it's going to take over video games and and be in place of it. But I think it's going to be an amazing adjacent partner. It's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I, I still am inclined to believe more in Project X Cloud, having seen even less of it. I just feel like Microsoft has a... A better backbone in terms of gaming, right? Like I, I these game announcements they're talking about. That's what I, in terms of the three things they're putting out there, right? Uh, release date, game announcements, and what was the other one? I got to turn it back over. Just exclusive launch info. It, for me, it's more about game announcements because yeah, what is on the system? How many partners do they have? How deep are they going back into a library? Is it everything that's ever been released? Are they, it's their own proprietary store, or is it not? Or how's it working? And that's what I need answered yeah. to understand what's going on. Whereas I think Microsoft's going to be able to launch with Project X Cloud and be like, cool, Game Pass is on it. Cool, it's all these other games you want or need. I guess I might just be getting caught up in in the future and my thoughts and beliefs of where this is all going to lead because we followed these game developers and these console manufacturers for so long. Sure. We've also seen Google change and adapt over time. And I'm seeing this the same way that Google Video was before it bought YouTube. And I don't necessarily think that Stadia is going to beat out xCloud. I really do feel at some point they're going to partner. Sure, they're going to push each other. That's more than anything, right? I mean, competition is always good. Seeing two people enter the space with 
a lot of uh, bravado behind them mm-hmm. right now with the resources and time and experience to do it right like even if you want to look at google stadium and be like well they're brand new what is google let me look at the team they're assembling over there right you have phil harrison you have jared petty you have jade raymond you have nate like they they have a team over there that is being assembled that knows gaming really really well yeah and is I, interested in hungry exactly and you have microsoft partnering with playstation or maybe i don't know if you can phrase it that way but playstation partnering PlayStation with, using microsoft servers exactly um for for all of that and it's like then we we have the rumored all but insured Yubi pass whatever yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. um that that Yubi's lost to that like i wouldn't be surprised like the timing's not going to work because Yubi's press conference is after stadia's thing but i can imagine stadia being like hey and if you have Yubi pass like you get it on stadia like it's that's part of all of this that's how this partnership's going to work in the same way see that, i think like, they could announce that there easily you say that it's after the fact and the time doesn't work out. I think it could easily be. Please welcome to the stage, Jeeves Gamal. We mm. saw so much success with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We believe in this. We are announcing this new thing, UB Pass. It'll be on Xbox and PlayStation yeah, or whatever. interesting. Yeah. I just feel like we need to get out of just thinking about how we traditionally think about video games and announcements and consoles and things like that because we are now getting to a point where these services are going to be more similar to Spotify and Hulu and how those partner up all the time and like the different owners are playing and making these, these licensing deals to benefit fit everybody uh in the system and by everybody that doesn't necessarily mean the consumer is getting the best end of the deal yeah but i would argue that in a lot of cases it does recently at least when it comes to streaming services like i open up my um uh, Spotify and it's just like oh you get Hulu <laughs> I'm like I didn't ask for that <laughs> that's cool great All right, great yeah, why not, yeah. Um, but I, I can see that that this year is going to be the early version of this next year is going to be like the baby steps towards it but I can't wait to see what next E3 means in terms of these streaming services yeah it, well, it's also that thing of when you talk about next E3 and this is doom and gloom of course I mean is Google Stadia still standing? Like right now they're making a big push. They're making a big move, right? Like Google is pretty quick to, you know, pivot and change and do things. I'm not saying they wouldn't be there at all, right? But like, is it that by the time we get to next year, Google Stadia isn't a, a joke, but it's something that Google tried and didn't do much with or whatever? I believe in the same way that, you know, people I think are comparing Google Stadia. They're like, oh, it's going to go away and go away in the same way like Google Plus just went away. I think it's more of a YouTube situation where Google video has gone. But Google owns online video. Yeah, and it's yeah. YouTube. Yeah, right. I I think that's going to be the future of all of this. I don't think that Microsoft's going to own the conversation. I think they're going to be a very, very, big very part big of part of it. Um, but I, if anything, I, I see a partnership between them more than a than any one person failing. So Timmy, mm-hmm. give me some predictions here. We already did our E3 predictions, predictions episode for Gamescast up right now. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe. You all love that one. We each did ten. Uh, um, yeah, give me. I would like to know from you. We'll we'll do it now. We'll not. We're not going to make a full blown pizza bed here, right? But I want to know release date because I'm counting release mm-hmm. date as launch info. You think? Or are they not even do release I, date? I imagine bet. launch info. Bet. They straight up mean release. Yeah. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Rollout structure or whatever. And then price review. So what do you think for release? Games. And what do you think for price? Re- I'm not going to do games. Like what are we going to? I don't know. There's going to be games. Well, I think that I think it's going to be Amazon Prime Video style, where it's a subscription with a la carte. Options. Okay. Like that is how much do you think subscription is going to cost you? See, this is hard because we don't know what we're talking about. Oh, I know. About. That's fun out there. Just getting out there. Yeah, just we, just, we, just, we don't know exactly what this is as a service, right? Like, I feel like that's a lot that they need to talk I about here. 100%. You can stay away from it if you want. You can just do release. When do you think Google no, no, Stadia no, no. is I, out? I want to try to figure When? Uh, I mean, 
I feel like the most exciting time would be October because that gets ahead of a lot of the major releases and then sure. we get to see the re- major releases play out. I think the safer bet would be November, okay. um, late November. But I'm going to say October. I'll, I'll put my fun get hype bet October. Okay, 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 okay. You want to put a date on or are you just going to stick to month here? Date. I don't got it. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. October 6th. (laughs) Oh, okay. Picking a Sunday. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) October 6th. Mm -hmm. It's a good one because what they want to make a splash here. Oh, are you about to do it, Greg? No, because this is exactly this. Just fucking say it. You I want to say it, but I'm not going to say, say it. it. I'm not going to. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier in one of the, I think the games cast predictions about. Well, oh no, somebody would have leaked it. Mm-hmm. Like, but if if they were going to say and it's available now, right? They'd want you to buy the fucking Stadia controller because it's going to have like no latency, yada yada. Straight. To the, there, there'd be images of the Stadia controller out already. So sadly, we have to give up the dream of it being available on the sixth. You know what I mean? Give up the dream, Tim. Don't do it. Because, again, they want it to be the perfect I'm changing thing. my bet, baby. Available right now. <laughs> or at least today. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to say September. September is mine. My prediction for them actually releasing this thing. Okay. Now, here's, here's the thing. Like, to have a real conversation, sure. jokes and hype aside. Uh, I feel like them coming out this early before E3 is purposeful and oh, yeah. if they were to announce the date later later whatever that purpose kind of loses a lot of meaning i think at least in terms of it caring about it as a service especially when we're about to have a week of hearing about microsoft service hearing about all this UB stuff service yeah ubis and all that so yeah, like worship. i feel like them coming out and being like now it's releasing at least in beta at least in some form mm, right beta is an interesting check but like I still see it as a paid thing. I still see it as you're still paying for the service. But sure, I really making access. it clear as like, like this is it is the service, but it's not. I I I want to believe so bad, Tim. I do. It's just the fact that I don't think they can do that and not have the controller out because they're saying the controller is the best way to play. And so if you don't have the best way to play, then what are you going to do? Everybody's fucking shitting on it on the internet about latency, and you're like, well, no, when the controller comes in in a month, like, no, that's a shitty way to release it. Yeah, the beta thing makes sense. Of like, hey, like, you know, we're launching a beta leading up to a full thing or whatever. You're still buying it. We're launching an early access, I guess would be a better way to say it, because you're paying for it. Yeah. I, 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 don't get me wrong. And that's the other thing. Is this all? What's interesting about this that I haven't seen? We went live, obviously, right as this tweet went live. Uh, it, does, it sounds like they're doing a direct, right? It doesn't sound like this is another giant conference. Hey, come hang out with this thing. Mm. Which, if it was, then I would totally... Maybe and right now you're way out. You're all getting a Stadia controller, right? So that you have influencers and fucking press out there talking. I know I sound fucking crazy to so many people. You always do. I don't believe in the Stadia controller that much. Like I don't believe in the importance of the Stadia controller. I think that they're putting that out there to to create a veil of of hardware, which makes you believe in Stadia more as a console because people need that tactile. They need to buy something. Yes, they need to buy something. I I really think that sure it's gonna be the best way to play. The Xbox One X is the best way to play or PC is the best way to play games, but that doesn't mean you do. You know what I mean? Um, Go to hell. So mouse keyboard. I don't know. I, I feel like they could launch this without the controller. Pre-orders yeah. now for the controller. They come out next month or whatever. The other it is. problem too, you figure, is I just feel like your early access is an interesting wrinkle to the bet or the conversation. 
But it would be the same thing of so much of this is dependent on what they showed of like, oh, when you watch a video and you get to click right off of it and buy the game there and do the thing and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think that's going to be a light, you know, we flip a switch and YouTube suddenly works that way. I think there's going to be updates and iterations and I would want, I think it would be similar to when we see new tech coming. You go, oh, see, they just, uh, they just updated this app. I mean, Google's servers just shut down. I don't think that was on purpose, was it? I mean, it wasn't, but was it? I don't know. I mean, they must have been fucking... If, if it, I assume it wasn't on purpose. And I'm sure the Stadia team was like, oh my God. Yeah. Not the weekend before we yeah. announced this fucking thing, please. But, but that's the thing, though. It, it going down, maybe it wasn't on purpose, but maybe it's because they were flipping a bunch of switches. You know, flipped okay. the wrong switch. Okay, that got me excited. You just did something right. there. You flipped my switch, if you know what I'm Hell saying. yeah, dude. Six to midnight right now on this one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see everybody. Uh, breaking news from the chat. Nanobiologist and Arvel confirm each other. Apple TV will now support the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 DualShock controllers. Whoa. This is from the Apple conference that's going on right now. Apparently. Oh, that's right. They're focused on gaming. Yeah. yeah Launched yeah. the new, the first iPod touch in years. Wow. Yeah. Number two on the rope report, Bethesda knew that Fallout 76 would quote, or sex would quote unquote have some bumps. Uh, This is James O'Connor at VG247 who's reporting on the IGN Unfiltered uh, Ryan McCaffrey interview with Todd Howard. I digress. Here it is. In an interview for IGN Unfiltered. Game director Todd Howard has opened up about the difficulties the team faced working on Fallout 76 and how they were aware before launch that the game would not earn the high review scores of other titles Howard has been attached to in the Elder Scrolls and Fallout series. Quote, we knew we were going to have a lot of bumps, Howard says. That's a difficult... That's a... Something got (laughs) fucked up on my, my copy and paste there. Hold on, everybody. Tim? Yes. Take the wheel. Um, no, no, just talk to the kids. I'm just, just talking to you while I, I open, the, open the article. Don't try to it's read hard, the, it's hard to don't read the to broken people. article. <laughs> but it does say that's a difficult develop Fallout no. 76. And it's like, all right, cool. I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, that, okay. <laughs> we knew we were going to have a lot of bumps, Howard said. That's a difficult development, end quote. Fallout 76, which reviewed poorly at launch and has continued to receive major updates since, is a shift away from the experiences players have come to expect from the series. Quote, you know that a lot of people might say that's not the game we want from you, Howard said. We were ready for a lot of those difficulties ended up on screen, he said, admitting that a lot of the criticism the game received in the reviews was very well deserved. This is not going to be a high Metacritic game. This is not what this is. But Howard believes that with a game like Fallout 76, it's not how you launch, it's what it becomes. And that the game has improved dramatically since launch. Quote, it's really turned around. It's a fabulous game with an incredible community. Their plan is to simply keep making the game better so that the game's community can get more out of it down the line. It's hard to say whether Bethesda has totally turned things around, although it does seem like the game is in better shape now than it was at launch. Uh, This clip is an excerpt from the full interview, which will be available on IGN.com on June 4th. Again, that's IGN Unfiltered. Ryan McCaffrey, you know him well, uh, doing his one-on-one interview with Todd Howard. What do you think? What do you take away from this one, Tim Tam? Well, I take away from this is this, Greg. Here we go. And he slapped the papers. He's serious today. I, Todd's right about everything that he's saying here. Yeah. We've seen it time and time and time again when it comes to these games as a service being launched. And it's not how it launches. It's what it turns into mm-hmm. and, and blah, blah, blah and all that. Absolutely right. Understanding it's going to have the issues, saying that understanding it's not going to review high. They, like That's not what their goal is for this. Their goal is community and building and all this stuff. Having said all that, that does not change the fact that if you're going to do that, you're going to get the response that you got, sure. which is a lot of anger, a lot of people having to back away and be silenced and be like, oh, shit, we're, Bethesda is now a bad word. Yeah. And that sucks. Is that worth 
the the back and forth and what you had to deal with knowing that you're putting out this. This seems weirdly transparent in a way where they don't know what to say. Right? It's kind of like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, but I'm not saying that in the way of like, oh, this is a tough one for Todd Howard and Bethesda. I'm saying in a way of like, this seems like an apology, but not really. It seems like owning it, but not really. Yeah. The problem, I think, is, and this is without the whole interview being released. Again, it's out tomorrow on IGN.com. Congratulations, Ryan. Another great unfiltered episode. Everyone should subscribe. I tell you all the time. Uh, The problem not having seen the whole thing is, what this sounds like is... Yeah, when we were getting ready to launch, we knew this game wasn't going to review well. We knew it was going to have problems, and we knew we were going to fix them, and it's about how they build the community. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What about nine months before then? What about a year before then? What was When when did the ship go off track that you realized you were not going to launch? This wasn't going to be the Fallout 76 you wanted this to be. Yeah, and at what point did you value that at $60? I think mm-hmm. that's that's the other thing, too, yeah. is, you know, it's at, d- delay the game then. You know, and I understand that that has repercussions on the developer side and the publisher side on all of that. But guess what? So does this. Yeah. Right. I mean, the other one I would honestly go with, and this is something so many people have said, and it's the conversation we have about Anthem all the time, right, as well. Slap early access on it. Say yep. that. Uh, communicate to the people. Hey, everybody, we have two options right now. We can either launch the game on the date we are talking about or delay it inevitably. Mm-hmm. We will. We could delay it inevitably, but guess what? When we launch it, it's going to break again, and we're not going to know why. We're going to put this game out early access. We are going to charge you full price for it. You're coming in right now to get a game that is, and this is, I mean, I want to do yeah. this. I would want to sell it cheaper. We're going to charge you the full 60 bucks. But you know that you're getting a game that we aren't happy with yet, and we are working on, and we want you reporting yeah. all this, and da 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 Because right now, all this does is reinforce that sentiment we hear all the time when we do these stories, right? Of like, why would I pay six... I'm never buying these kind of games at launch. Because what the fuck... I don't know what I'm getting anymore. Am I getting the full-fledged experience of The Division 2? Am I getting something that uh, is broken, like Fallout 76? Am I getting something that's content bare and has loading screens all over, like Anthem? Like, it's a gamble <sighs> with the game as, games as a service at launch, what you're getting. And the problem is, and I, and I know that I get the corporate apologist thing all the time, from a broad stroke, is in this, I don't know, applies this. So many of these, these games, you don't know the problems you're going to have, so you get people in them. You don't mm-hmm. know the economy's broken until millions of people are doing it, and they're like, oh, man, if you pick up these snail shells and you fucking farm them over here, you get a million dollars. Like, <laughs> ah, fucking jeez. That wasn't the problem with Fallout 76, obviously. I'm not saying. Fallout 76, like, fucking T-posing people and people getting shot and not reacting. Different thing. But I don't... I, if you're going to make these things, I think the only way to do it anymore, if unless you're the Division, which and I, mm-hmm. I know I'm a Division fanboy, but, like, launch pretty much perfectly is to hey this has to be early access and maybe that does mean you buy it cheaper or something. i mean dude this that, that's where free to play has to come in and that's where all these microtransactions and season passes and this and that's need to to play but that's where that comes as a you better nail those things but fallout 76 is a result of years of games as a service being the thing to go after right and then it, it, it didn't learn from any of those issues though and it just happened because it's like here's an ip here's a money maker we're gonna put those two things together right yeah like bethesda needs to be better than that or else they get a bad name in the same way that ea right now has a horrible name because of having the back-to-back problems of Star Wars Battlefront, then Anthem, going through all this. It's like they're having issues with all of the schemey, scummy things that gamers have issues with right now. And you can't do that. So when Ubisoft comes out and has learned from the problems time and time and time again and are proving it with games like The Division, they just look great. It makes everyone else look worse, right? Yeah, yeah. 
if Fallout 76 came out free to play, it would still be criticized for being a bad game, right? 100%. It being $60 is inexcusable. And I feel like Division can charge $60 because they're like, yeah, look, we did it, right? Yeah. Anthem charging $60. They wanted it to be that, and it wasn't. Somebody knows what they're doing. Somebody understands and when I say something, I mean a lot of people understand. And maybe they're not the people in charge. Maybe they're not the people in control of making those decisions. But when it comes to Fallout 76 in particular, that game should have been free to play. That game, especially at the state it was when it launched. And you can't be like, hey, we're going to charge you for this this game. It's going to get better eventually. Yeah. But will it ever well, that, be worth 60? I mean, that's the biggest problem, right, is... That's not even what they're saying, right? This is what we're saying now on Unfiltered months later. Mm-hmm. At launch, they weren't saying, hey, we're charging you $60, and it's not great, but it's we're going to work on it and get it there, right? Yeah. They did put out the letter beforehand being like, hey, like we're, we, we're finally here, and we're going to discover things together, and that's when we were all like, oh, wow, it's really bad. Yeah. And that, But that's not the exact same thing of what you're talking about, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, And I understand this is what we come down to. The people who fuck this shit up all the time are the giant corporations because there are that many more layers of red tape to have anyone speak on behalf of the company. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it would be like, you know, I, and I'm not familiar enough with this even, but I'll throw it out there. A game like Dauntless, right? For them to be able to be a smaller developer, a smaller studio and be like, hey, yeah, that's broken. We're working on it. This isn't what we wanted. Blah, blah. And again, the free to play Dauntless, different experience altogether. But the fact that there's ownership over it, that yeah. you can get out in front of these messages and say it. Where even this is interesting to hear, but it's still even not the same line of questioning I'd want to hear from Todd Howard. I'd want to go back, like I said, nine months a year. When Absolutely. do we know something was going wrong? Was there a conversation to delay to can to you know uh, not cancel delay to uh, early access to et cetera so on? Do something here to make it not release at sixty dollars and not be a complete game. I, I hate the dog pile of all the stuff. And I remember when Fallout 76 was first launching where it was just like literally they could not catch a break where every Canvas single bags. thing. That ba- exactly. And it's like that's not excusing any of the things because those headlines were for good reason. Oh, yeah. But you wouldn't have seen those headlines for anyone else making mistakes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's stuff. it gets pretty egregious. But it comes from somewhere. And I feel like this goes back even to last year's E3 when they debuted the game. This is something that, quote unquote, no one was looking for. Nobody wanted right. Fallout 76. And again, I say no one. Obviously, there was people out there sure. that were sad. But I'm saying people wanted a new Fallout yeah. of any variety. That, but what that means is what they think of when they think Fallout, which is single player, role playing, all this stuff. Fallout 76 was not that. They needed to prove that this is something that people did want. And then they fucked it all up. Right. <laughs> and it's like, I feel like they they made so many promises and then messed it up so bad. And now like, did, I get that this is just in an interview months later. And it's like, we can't, like, I'm happy they're talking about it. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. All this stuff's good. And also, it's not like they're coming out like, hey, here's our statement. Here's the thing about the end. This is just in an interview on IGN that people can, like us, can talk about. Right. Yeah. But what does this leave? Where does this leave Bethesda for their their press conference? In, I can't in wait a to see, days. man. How do you handle Fallout seventy six at, yeah, at the E three at your E three Bethesda conference on Sunday? Live reactions twitch.tv slash kind of funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like you figure, you have to do something with it, and I do think that that could be part of this. I'm like, wow, I was like, this is an interesting one beforehand, right? And it's like, oh, well, maybe they're doing it as a little bit of damage control yeah. that you can get out in front of this so that when you do go out there, it's a similar thing of like, hey, yeah, like I've said a million times, we launched Fallout 76 last year and it had problems and like show like funny clips or whatever behind, right? But we've come so far and we've done all this different stuff and we're building it together and da 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 We have a wonderful community, as he says. Mm-hmm. 
It'll be fascinating. I read. I totally not at all timed around this. Yesterday, I was jumping around between games, and I'm like, I could go for Fallout 76, and I re-downloaded it, but it took so long. I, I also jumped. Uh, I jumped into No Man's Sky, which is now Fallout 76, where you're building bases and stuff. I was like, oh, okay. And but my main thing was once I got going in No Man's Sky, even when I got the ding, Fallout 76 is ready. I'm like, I really don't want to deal with other people. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to run into anybody else right yeah. now. And I know that can happen in No Man's Sky, but I was like, no, I'm fine. With my little base here. I'm building over here. At the end of the day, I want to believe in Bethesda. They have done such good over the years, and I, I feel like their press conferences um, have been been very solid and always are about the core of why we love video games yeah. and focusing on the people that are making games, the families that are making games yep. and all that. And I, I've, I've always loved that. And that doesn't mean the press conferences are perfect for for viewers like us because there is a lot of the focus on the online games that don't speak to everyone or the mobile games that don't speak to everyone or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's always surrounded by the Doom Eternals and the the Wolfenstein uh, spinoffs and the big reveals of Elder Scrolls and stuff like that. I feel like they can bring things back with the with this conference, but I, it's going to take a lot of steering the ship, and we'll we'll see in a couple of days. But I want to believe in them. I want to believe in in all of the different companies, and I feel like one day we might see EA that has fixed the issues that it has. We're not going down that path yet. Whereas I feel with Bethesda, at least we kind of at least are starting to walk. Yeah, well, I just feel like the transgressions in the internet culture and gamers' mind for Bethesda aren't nearly as severe as EA, right? Because Bethesda, up until Fallout 76, was a company that, we, I mean, everybody loved and mm-hmm. thought could do no wrong. And it was that thing we t- I talked about on the show all the time. Like, Fallout is really my jam from them. Uh, and everything else I try to get into and usually can't, like a Doom or a Wolfenstein or a Prey. Like, I respect it, though. And I understand why they like it. And I, I ha- I'm happy they're doing well by the consumers and making the games they want, that kids want, or the fan base want and so it's one of those even though i don't play their games in a similar thing of double fine right even though like tim schaefer even though i we love tim and tim works with us all the time we hang out like most tim schaefer games i'm not a fan of like i'm just not an adventure game guy but i understand why people like them and i respect that they like them and i understand i respect that they're doing well by the people uh whereas ea right has been stepping on rakes in front of their house for years yeah (laughs) it's like oh god every time they feel like i'll never get that uh, time peter moore came on uh the kind of funny stage at GameSpot when we did it must have been 2015 then maybe 2016 e3 with them and they were talking they were talking about uh you know this new thing of gamers first and all this Mm -hmm. different stuff and we just did yarny and the reason we can do unraveled is because we make so much and it was like oh man it's like a really refreshing take on it and then it was like here's the next rake they just kept stepping on yeah and that and then that's what it always gets into these situations are just like Man, who at the top of this company is so tone deaf that they're ruining what the developers are doing? Because the developers are trying. Yeah, right? it's just this role, man. Like, look, look uh, it's so it's frustrating. But like, with what we're talking about here, Bethesda, I would put in the the, the beloved category, one hundred percent, right? And then Fallout seventy six happened, and we talked for games cast after games cast, being like, "Are they even going to be able to be at E three this year?" Yeah, like that's how bad that was. Yeah, is that was a real question we had. But meanwhile, we were so short sighted, we didn't realize EA would step on another rake. But, but meanwhile, with EA, it's like Anthem happens, right? And then the thing was like, "Oh well, I mean." But at least it's, I mean, it's going to be at E3. And it's not. <laughs> like, like, that's crazy. But I feel like that does say a lot. And that shows that Bethesda, it's for better or worse. They believe in what they're doing. They believe in the games that they're making. And I think at the end of the day, it's going to be for better. I think I, I hope, believe, and think that this Sunday we're going to see a, a good foot forward for the company. And it's going to make people believe again. But You believe a company can fly? 
We'll see, man. Number three on the Roper Report. Well, that Ryan McCaffrey's at it again. This is from IGN, where he reports Cuphead is coming to Tesla's. If you didn't know, Ryan McCaffrey celebrated the 200th episode of his weekly Tesla podcast, Ride the Lightning, yesterday on Sunday with an interview with CEO uh, of Tesla, Elon Musk. I listened to it last night while playing No Man's Sky. Obviously, Ryan, one of the best interviewers in the business, does a great job on it. But in the middle of it, without trying, he stumbles on the fact that, in fact, Cuphead is coming to Tesla's. It'll be on Model 3, Model S, and Model X's. You'll need a wired USB controller to work the Tesla version. You can't play it using the car's touchscreens. They're targeting a release date of later this summer. Uh, it will only include the Inkwell Island 1 section of the game due to storage limitations of the Tesla. And then if we jump to IGN's article, Ryan reports, Tesla has already released a playable suite of classic Atari games for the Model S. 3 and X, including Asteroids, Lunar Lander, and more. Those can be played using the touchscreen or a USB gamepad. Access to them, access them via the Tesla Arc, or Tesla Tari uh, icon in the UI's Easter egg basket. All games, including Cuphead and Tesla Tari, can be played while the car is can only be played while the car is in park. Cool. Why? I know, right? Like, it's a totally one of those because you can things. Yeah, totally. It's because you can. That's fine. I remember it was 2002. Oh, man. All right? put, put on your sunglasses. Little We're sweet, back sweet in time. young Tim Gettys was hey, out there. So excited sun. about Get the booming game. tech going on. There's flip phones out. Oh, the God. Motorola Razor was oh, yeah. on its way. Oh, my way. God. It was so cool. And it's just like, oh, oh, you can use the internet on your phone. Oof. Oh, my God. I can go go on GameFAQs on my phone Woo. and look at forums. Oh, shit. You can play video games. They got Tetris. They got Pac-Man in this bitch. What? Oh, it doesn't work that well, but at least I'm playing a video game on my phone? Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. This kind of feels like that. It was like, oh, yeah. The car it can also play video games. And you're like, and cool. Having asteroids and lunar landing and all that stuff. Fun. Great. Cuphead? That's going to look real nice. But, like, <laughs> hey, man. You you big Cuphead fan? You want to play the, the first world of Cuphead? <laughs> like if it was the full game, I feel like I'd be a little less like what the fuck. But <laughs> this seems like a glorified demo. It's totally of an amazing is a gl- game. It is a totally glorified demo. I bet that someone involved in Cuphead is a big fan of Tesla, and that's how this happened. Cool. Well, fuck yeah, I'm sure if Elon Musk comes knocking on your door, and he was when the interview with Ryan, he's talking about how much he likes it, and how hard it is, and so I think it might have even gone the opposite way, where he was a big fan of Elon it. Elon like, Musk was a fan. Then cool. You know what? Fuck it. Like again, I chalk this up to the cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's it's totally. An, it's uh, when they announced it, it was like what, and then you, I read the article. I was like, just the first world, and it was like, huh. What honestly gets me more excited is the uh, Tesla Tari. Because if you put uh, asteroids on it, fine. Put Tetris on it. And then it would be the thing of like you're waiting for your kid at soccer practice. You're waiting for your girl to get off work or whatever. You're sitting out in the parking lot. Then you do just plug it in and do whatever. I don't want to drain my phone battery, all right? I want to FaceTime my mom and go, hey, little mama. Didn't, didn't pl- I, I just, uh, you get it. You know. You know where I'm at. With I this. hear you. It's, it's just, just a goofy it's, thing. Whatever. It is a goofy it's thing. A, when, it's like when Gary Witta takes you out to his car and says, "Look at all this cool shit it can do." He's never done this for me, mind <laughs> you. He's never done this for me, but I know he's taking Dude, other people and giving the tour. Amazing us. Gary Witta story. Real oh, here quick. we fucking go. Uh, Kevin and I two nights ago uh, were out and we we're at this bar with a couple of our friends. And next to the bar is a underdogs. Underdogs too. Underdogs too, which is it's uh, if you're unfamiliar, like burritos tacos bar okay if you're you're totally familiar i know kind of funny fans remember how much we love underdogs we used to eat there every time we did the game of reggae show they've opened a satellite they made one. a sequel yeah um to this place and so me and kevin went next door ordered some burritos to take to the bar sure back with us and there was a whole bunch of people and like you know the to-go orders and whatever and we were waiting for a while and then the guy hands me a bag and he goes are you gary 
And I was like, I looked at him like, no. And I looked at the name's Gary Witta. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> no. And we were the other ones, but Gary Witta, like, I, I guess Grubhubbed or something. That's awesome. Because he lives around there too. Yeah, yeah, you should have delivered it to him. It was just such a like, what the fuck moment of like such a small world where yeah. me and Kevin just looking like, this is Gary Witta's order. San Francisco is such a weird place. I was, when I we used to talk to people before about it, I was like, it's such a weird, it's a small town, big city. Where it, it's a it's a full blown city, of course, duh. But it's only seven by seven, so you yeah. run into people all the time. Like when we came off the airplane, coming back from one of the meet and greets, and Gary, Gary was staring just there. with his luggage, staring at a menu. I was like, oh, hey, Gary. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> ah, it. Gary Witta. God rest your soul. Future proofing. Number four on the rope report: Blood and Truth has topped the UK charts. This is the first game to ever do so. This is Christopher Dring Sports over at GamesIndustry.biz. That makes more sense. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't read all the words in that sentence. So it's the first game ever to be the top of the UK charts for video games. <laughs> Anyways, big budget PS4 VR exclusive Blood and Truth is the best selling game of the week at UK physical retail. Excluding digital sales, more on that later in the week, the PS VR title beat FIFA 19 to number one by just 400 copies. Wow. FIFA enjoyed a boost in sales this week, boosted, no doubt, by the All English Champions League final. Let me tell you, I saw Cameron and Rahul and Gary tweeting about this shit, and I had no idea what they were talking about, and I just went about my day, and it was great. They were stoked. Blood and Truth is the first VR game to achieve such a feat, and it could well be the second VR hit from Sony's London studio. The first game, PlayStation VR Worlds, has been packed with the PlayStation VR headset and is by far the best-selling VR game in the UK. Last week's number one, Son- Team Sonic Racing, dropped 46% in sales to number three. It's a strong result for Sega's game, which continues to outpace its critically loved original. But it was an incredibly tight chart this week. In fact, just over 6,000 copies separated number 40 and number one in the charts this week. Wow. Uh, as you know, Tim, mm-hmm. as you know, listener slash viewer, I play fast and loose with the UK chart data. Sometimes I bring it in. Sometimes I don't. It doesn't include digital, so it doesn't blah, blah, blah. But I, this seems worth I it. I like that this is the first uh, VR game to do so, not to mention the fact that there's another chance for me to tell you you should all play Blood and Truth because I'm a big fan. Hashtag game provided by PlayStation because I'm a big fan of it and really, really dug my time with it. I need to double back to platinum it now that guides are starting to pop up. But we didn't get to talk about it on Gamescast because we did predictions. Mm-hmm. But Blood and Truth, another great fucking jewel in the crown that is PlayStation VR. That made sense. Yes. Think about it. Think about it. No, 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 no. I I, I saw PlayStation VR featured somewhere weird this weekend. Doesn't matter. Where? Some movie or something. I don't know. Was it? By the way, see Booksmart. It wasn't Booksmart, but Was it the uh, Ali Wong one? Didn't watch that yet. It's good. You should watch that. Oh, it is good, yeah. 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 (laughs) Number five. Minecraft story mode is going bye-bye. This is from Minecraft themselves or Uh, Minecraft.net. Did they write that? Which part? Going bye-bye? No, they said something else. Okay. I, I retitle them sometimes. They get, yeah, all, yeah, they get all wordy. No, I get like, it. I'm trying it. to dress it up. I'm like, here it says bye-bye. Uh, as you might have heard, its publisher, Telltale, is no longer a business, which unfortunately means that Minecraft Story Mode will no longer be supported. If you've purchased these seasons, please down all the, download all the remaining episodes prior to the service being discontinued in June. Here's the full message. On behalf of the publisher, Minecraft Story Mode, a Telltale game series, season one and two, will no longer be supported on June 25th, 2019. If you've purchased these seasons please download all remaining episodes prior to the service being discontinued in june so if you own either minecraft story mode on windows mac os playstation 3 playstation 4 playstation vita wii u nintendo switch xbox 360 xbox one android or ios or tesla you have until june 25th 2019 to download all the episodes we recommend checking out all the episodes if you downloaded them here we go, Tim. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites Video the dust. Video game history being erased. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How's that make you feel? Stick in your craw? Download them if you want them. 
Exactly. Yeah. Like my PT, I got on my system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Never got into him. You know, I, I, I like the Minecraft fine. I like Sean Astin. Downloaded it, played episode one. It was like, all right, I don't, I don't need to come back yeah. to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Easy platinum, of course, but uh, yeah. uh, you know me. I don't. I don't play the easy platinum. It's just to play. No, no, no. Tim. Yeah. Minecraft story mode is going away, so I need new games to play. But so many games come out every day. I don't know where to go to find out where the games came from. If I want to know where Mom's and Bobby's came from, where did the games go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every week. Yeah. Real quick, Greg. Um, yeah. I was in Disney World a couple weeks ago, it feels like. Sure, yeah. Um, you might have known. I think I might My have boy, known. Andrew McLean, was giving me the tour of everything. Sure. And we are talking about like what rides I needed to go on, which ones I didn't, which shows I needed to see, whatever. And there was one show in particular we were talking about that was kind of just like a, a waste that you really don't need to do. Sure. Um, but like it's it's something that like it's good for AC. It's good for when you're hot outside. It's you better not go. be knocking against the hoop doo review. And then, uh, no, it was not. It was not. But uh, he, he was just like, he's like, yeah, it's kind of like Greg playing My Name is Mayo for <laughs> uh, the easy platinum. Sure. You know, it's just like, Nobody wants to do it, but like you got to do something. Y- yeah, they, you're awake, like, aren't you? So I was just like, "What a <laughs> random thing to say!" But, but I it made sense it. to you, right? Yeah, okay, yeah totally, to you. absolutely. And also, we're doing the kind of funny podcast this afternoon. As yes, you know. we are. Watch it live, Patreon.com/slash kind of funny, or watch it later. I got one. You want to talk about a small world story for you? Wait till I bust this Woo-hoo. shit out. Uh, before we get into the games, I'm going to give you the sponsors. Uh, today we're brought to you by Hims and Omaha Steaks. Let's talk about Hims. Nick and Andy noticed their thinning hair and decided to do something about it. They went to 4hims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more for men. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. And the thing is, once you start to notice, it's too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have than replace the hair you've lost. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims can you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss you get well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements these are prescription solutions backed by science there's no waiting room no awkward in-person doctor visits you can save hours by going to hymns for hymns.com answer a few quick questions and the doctor will review and prescribe you products that are shipped directly to your door my listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today right now while supplies last. See the website for full details and safety information. This would cost you hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to 4hymns.com slash games daily. Talk to a doctor. If they say so, they'll prescribe you some stuff. 4hymns.com slash games daily. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash games daily. Next, Omaha Steaks. Y'all know how much... I love Omaha Steaks. I mm-hmm. sent them to my father. He was so impressed with them. He sent them back to me. Gotta and now the cycle continues over and over again. Meet as we all meats. get steaks and it's be very, very happy. Cycle. Kevin loves it because we have too much meat in the freezer. I still need to get the meat out of there. I'm sorry. Uh, you can be like me and my dad and order Omaha Steaks. Looking for an easy, affordable way to stock up for summer grilling as well as a great gift? Think Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is America's original butcher, making special occasions easier since 1917. Right now, Omaha Steaks is giving a limited time Father's Day gift offer to my listeners. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code KFGAMES in the search bar for 74% off the Father's Day Steak Fix gift package. A $235 value for just $59.99. Order now and you'll get two tender filet mignons, two top uh, sirloins, two savory pork chops, four Omaha Steak burgers, four massive gourmet jumbo franks, four crispy chicken fried steaks, all beef meatballs, four premium chicken breasts, four caramel apples heartless for dessert, a packet of Omaha Steaks signature seasoning, and you'll get four extra Omaha Steaks burgers for free. This, of course, comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You're going to enjoy it. Don't miss out. Order now and you get this exclusive 
Omaha Steaks, Father's Day Steaks Fix Package. Value is $235 for just $59.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and type KF Games in the search bar. Don't wait. It ends soon. Go to omahasteaks.com, type KF Games in the search bar, and get the Father's Day Steak Fix Gift Package. Now, now, now. Tim? Yes. Out today. Hyperbit Chasm on PC. Ironheart on PC. Pet Puzzle on PC. Fruit Mess on PC. They aren't trying, all right? They just aren't trying anymore. Uh, new dates for you. Shemu 3 has been delayed. It was August 27th. Now it's November 19th. How do you feel? Um, I am... Is Huber crying? Yeah, crying? I, I'm, I'm very... Hurt for Huber, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. I, I could not care less. Well, but that's a good shirt. We should sell you. Hurt for Huber. <laughs> um, I feel like this is very bad news for Shenmue. Hey, man. What it do you didn't, mean? I feel like it didn't have much of a chance of being a success in August. You're telling me this is going to come out in the same month as Pokemon and Death Stranding? And Call of Duty, right? No, it's a week after Call of Duty. Uh, the people who care about Shenmue are going to care about Shenmue regardless of when it comes I out. I get it, but... I feel like there in August there would have been a group of people that didn't care, but were like you know what, I guess I'll try to care because there's nothing else to care about right now. Yeah, yeah. November. Mm-mm. No, it's not gonna happen. Uh-uh. Not gonna happen. No. Uh-uh. You know, is this just another one of these uh, Kickstarter games? They're just like what? It just keeps. Well, it's like Bloodstained. Yeah, this is different than this is actually a Shenmue game. You know, okay, fair. Like a proper. Sure. You're yeah. just gonna insult Ega's body of work. I understand. No big deal. I mean, it's not a Castlevania game. I mean, nobody cares. They're just excited for you know more Ega gameplay. I feel like more people would care if it was Castlevania. That's fair. Uh, then this one, June 7th, guess what's coming, Tim? An Xbox One S Fortnite Battle Royale Special Edition Bundle 1 Terabyte. It gets a gradient purple Xbox One S console, a purple Xbox wireless controller, Fortnite Battle Royale, a dark vertex cosmetic suit download code, 2,000 V-Bucks, and 299 US dollars is what it will cost you. This is all, of course, for the Special Edition Bundle, Xbox One S Fortnite Battle Royale. Kevin. I just slacked assets. Yeah. Can you please bring this up? You gonna buy this one? No. You like it though? Jesus Christ, I love it. It's beautiful. This might be the sexiest Xbox One console I've ever seen. Now, before you say that, did you do oh. you remember when I had the one that I put the Mizzou stickers all over? <laughs> I do. I very, very just clearly sure remember, remember that, that one. one. Yeah, yeah. This thing is sexy. Now it being an S, obviously, 100%. automatically puts me out of the running. Sure, you're thing. not gonna do that. You got no. a 4K TV. Yeah, extra extra bus. X go and give it to me, or else I'm not interested. But God, look at that thing. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 same way. I'm not going to buy it. I have an Xbox One X. It's fine. Yeah. But like, that's a very pretty. Console. That is great. Time for reader mail. Mm. You got to pull it together, man. I understand you're excited. Give me some good shit. I don't want any bullshit today, Greg Miller. I want some good oh, questions. Oh shit! Give me the good shit, dude. Richard the Bat says at patreon.com slash kind of funny games. What's up, Greg and Tim? Happy E3 season. So I am hyped for all the surprises coming from the conference. This is our Super Bowl, but I don't want to know the big surprises. I want to know if there are any indie games you want to be announced. Some sequels? I know my girlfriend wants Cat's Quest 2, and I'm hoping for another golf story to be announced. I know this might be a hard one with you guys running the showcase, but I appreciate any insight. Thanks for everything you guys do. Keep killing the game. Well, that's exactly it, Richard the Bat. If you want a whole bunch of indie game announcements, you need to watch the Kind of Funny Games E3 Showcase Monday, June 10th, 4.30 p.m. Pacific Time, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. I have more than 60 indie games for you. Are there new indie games? Yes. Are there unannounced indie games? Yes. Are there sequels? Yes. New content for games you love? Yes. New trailers? Yes. A lot of games jumping around platforms? Of course. 
it's always hard to talk about indie games and like what we're looking for because that's the beauty of indie games. You don't know you're looking for them. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Having said that, uh, I'd love to see an update on Celeste's DLC. Recently, mm. there was a post um, saying that they they weren't going to have story added to it, but now there is story. They're recording, or not recording dialogue, but like writing the dialogue and figuring all that stuff out. So that's exciting. It might be a little too early to see something of that, but that would definitely be super hype. And I'd imagine it would be in the Nintendo Direct because um, I don't know where else that would fit necessarily. Um, the Messenger put up some tweet today about their DLC. Mm hmm. That it might just be us coming soon. I don't know if you. Yeah, get I mean, we, we already know that's coming. That's sure. Featured in the kind of game showcase number one. Boom. But yeah, otherwise it's hard to hard to say. I can't really think of indie game stuff that I'm I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love, and this is like such a bullshit ass answer, but I'd love to see what um what's coming after Limbo and Inside. Who makes this? Play Dead. Play Dead. You know, but yeah. it's like, uh, that's not indie. But is it indie? It's kind of. They don't. Yeah. They're not owned by Microsoft. I know, but right? you get what I'm saying. It's like that feels a little too high profile for. I think it could happen to Xbox. Oh, I, I think it could too. But okay. I feel like that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, uh -oh. I don't think that's what he's asking. Oh, so it'd be, you're saying it's similar to like, man, I really would love to know what Insomniac Games is going to exactly. do next. Yeah, okay, exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah, smaller stuff. Yeah, as you fall in that vein, right? It's uh, what indies are so hard to narrow down because yeah, it's I want to see what you're doing next and what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Andy's waiting to burst through the wall and say something about Hyperlight Drifter two. But speaking of indies, um, I w I'm an idiot for not making the, the very easy prediction yeah. in the games cast that. Cadence of Hyrule, the um, Zelda, yeah. the Necrodancer. Necrodancer. Um, it's coming out day and date to, with the Direct. It's going to be an available now game. I thought we already had the date on that, didn't we? No. We just know June. It's going to uh, be. Oh, I see what you're saying. Easy fine. bet. Lock it in. Uh, let's stick with this Switch business. Nerd Cadet writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, good day. Check to check. With Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 being a Nintendo exclusive, what's your thoughts on Nintendo characters being playable? At one point, we were so close to the original, almost having Link and Samus with leaked footage that came mm. out. Thank you, and have a marvelous day. That's interesting. Uh, I didn't know about that. He put links in there. I didn't watch them. Yeah. So I assume he's not lying to us, but he could be lying to us. I can see it. You know, I feel like Nintendo has been pretty open with its... Uh sharing of its characters um, in recent times when it comes to partnerships with sure. games like Bayonetta 2 is a perfect example where there was all the Star Fox integrations um, and Metroid integrations and even what we were just talking about with Cadence of Hyrule like there's a Zelda game being made by an indie developer that's weird right yeah. um, I, 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 I could see this <sighs> I could see it being a poster or we're in a room and they have like the switch on a desk or something. I don't, I don't see it being a character that you're playing. I think there. it depends on how many characters are playable. Okay. In ultimate Alliance, if, if we start getting up into the real high numbers, I think it's a shoe in. You think so? That, a shoe in that, uh, at least one of them will be playable. Huh? Mm. huh. All right. It won't be Mario though. Princess Peach. No, no sorry. No, it'll be Link or Samus. Cause they already fight things. Yeah. Makes yeah, sense. Weapons. Uh, here's we're gonna we're gonna wade into something here, all right? Because it's in your wrong too, and I think maybe I said it, but and I think I said it based on this question. But then you didn't correct me. But now people in your wrong are correcting me. Pokemon, the po twenty thirty eight Pokemon CEO writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, Tim, what are you expecting from tomorrow's Pokemon Direct? Not the typical quote. They will cover the return of gyms and show new Pokemon. I'm talking about. They introduce Pokeball Plus slash motion control support. Camera controls, question mark. I bring this up. He says it's Pokemon Directs tomorrow. You, I must have said that or you said it earlier. And then Lord of Pwn says the Pokemon Direct is actually Wednesday. 
Do you know when it yeah, is? Is it Wednesday tomorrow? Wednesday the 5th, right? Okay, then yeah. Then I'm all messed up. No, Pokemon Wednesday the 5th is correct. It's on the 5th, yeah. Okay, then yes, that is Wednesday. Thank you for the correction, Lord of Pwn. Pokemon CEO, these are the kind of mistakes you can't make if you want to be the Pokemon CEO. Uh-huh. Um, what am I expecting? I, I think it's going to get really in-depth into a lot of the stuff you're talking about. I do imagine they'll talk about the Pokeball Plus um, and, and that type of stuff. And I think that we'll see that camera controls are a, a thing that exists in the game. Okay. Um, it's. I feel like it's going to be a weird direct where a lot of what they say is obvious stuff. But people are then going to be able to watch it and take screenshot by screenshot or like just like look at things and be like make a lot of inferences from it that are the more meaningful um, advances for Pokemon being on a console as compared to being stuck on portable units for so long. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a weird one. I'm excited for it, but he says the, not the typical, they will cover the return of gyms and show new Pokemon. I actually feel like the show new Pokemon is obvious, but like, I w- feel like this is their first time uh, the return of gyms and how that's going to work and what that means. Like, it, this could be really interesting. Like this could be them showing us like this structure of this game is different. It might look similar to the other Pokemon games, but this is a more console Pokemon experience. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm necessarily expecting that, but I, I want that for sure. I feel like Sun and Moon did a good job of breaking the the trend of the Pokemon experience being the exact same beats every single time. Um, but I feel like it didn't do the perfect job of doing that. It was just it, it felt kind of like a side quest. Um, gotcha. Parts of it were cool, but I think that uh, this game has a really unique opportunity to push the franchise forward and not just be the same thing because it's going to be such a jump on point for so many people that might have not played Pokemon for generations because the Nintendo Switch is as popular as it is. Hmm. Interesting. I'm looking forward to Wednesday to see what happens. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Squad Up. This is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games give me your name username platform of choice and why you need help in a video game i read here the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together today craig robertson needs help on psn his psn name is absythe a-b-s-e-i-t-h i play odd hours in fortnite or division or anything really my friend list is just pretty empty and would love some best friends to help fill it if you want to go play odd hours and fortnite or division i think it might mean he plays is odd hours a game no. It's, it's, he just plays at odd hours. Yeah. He plays at odd hours. Yeah. But then he says, and Fortnite or Division. It's a weird sentence structure with no periods or commas or anything. If you want to play Fortnite or Division with Absythe, mm. hit him up. Remember, the name is in the YouTube description. You think he's the Craig Robertson? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Uh, time for You're Wrong. This is where people write in who are watching live on twitch.tv slash games to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Nope, 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 nope. Kindofunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. An antibiologist reports about uh, getting the Bing thing to get free things. Mm-hmm. You can get 15 credits a day by searching Bing 30 times on your desktop. You can get another 10 by searching Bing 10 times on your mobile phone. Since most months have at least 30 days, this translates to 750 Bing rewards points a month. A month of Xbox Live Gold is 679 points. So there you go. Um, I'm going to you're wrong myself. Oh, thank you. I'm talking about Craig Robinson. <laughs> Not Craig Robertson. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, uh, the, yeah, from uh, the office. Hot tub time machine. Also, that's true too. Tell me I'm wrong. I like it. Oh my gosh, you're a nasty boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Damn, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this is Ben. 
kind of funny games daily your first one of the week there's still more to come each and every weekday uh tuesday it's me and andrea wednesday it's me and gary thursday it's fran and i didn't book him anybody yet but i think it's got to be you now because you got to come in there after the stadia business and do that right are you doing a watch along for stadium we're gonna have to look at this week and, and do some uh it's, yeah, oh, we're definitely doing a stadia watch along okay am i doing a pokemon one that's the bigger question oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 6 a.m bro oh, and it's a long day are you serious like, I'm, there's some concerns. I want to. I plan on Thursday's going to be Tim and Fran. Friday, it's going to be Tim and GameSpot's Mike Maharty. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. You can watch live as we do at twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, which if you're doing right now, remember We Have Cool Friends is about to debut. If you want to watch We Have Cool Friends later, youtube.com slash kindoffunny. If you want to watch Kind of Funny Games Daily later, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or Rooster Teeth or podcast services around the globe. And more importantly... Go watch the Kind of Funny Games cast E3 predictions episode right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And remember, it's always the week before E3. I know. So many kids were like, where is it? Where is it? I'm like, what? Are they going to do a we predictions do, The episode? show comes out every Monday. Yes, we're going to do a predictions what you, It comes episode. out every Monday. Why would I do it three weeks before E3 when I could do it the week I'll before I'll be dead in the Damn fucking morons. ground if I'm not doing an E3 predictions episode from here till my death. Wow. Until I mean, I Tim's death. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> this has been our pleasure to serve you. Oh. <laughs>